The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Matthew. Jesus said, Beware of practicing your piety before others in order to be seen by them. For then you have no reward from your Father in heaven. So whenever you give alms, do not sound a trumpet before you as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets, so that they may be praised by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward. But when you give alms, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, so that your alms may be done in secret. Your Father who sees in secret will reward you. Whenever you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and at the street corners so that they may be seen by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward. Whenever you pray, Go into your room and shut the door and pray to your Father who is in secret. Your Father who sees in secret will reward you. Whenever you fast, do not look dismal like the hypocrites, for they disfigure their faces so as to show others that they are fasting. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward. When you fast, put oil on your head and wash your face so that your fasting may be seen not by others, but by your Father who is in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust consume and where thieves break in and steal, but store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust consumes where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. The Gospel of the Lord. The truth of the matter is that we are, by nature, forgetful creatures. You could take a passage out of our reading this evening from Joel and describe the geopolitical situation right now. And yet if you read the punditry, there's a lot of talk about how we are in uncharted territory. Yet Joel's prophecies probably are at least two and a half millennia old. The vision of the army black on the hillsides coming to wipe out everything we know and believe and value. That sense of dread, and somewhere in the midst of that darkness, the call of God to God's people to turn, to repent. 
and to do so in hope, maybe perhaps even hope against hope. Joel reminds us that this evil has always been with us. But we forget. We forget. In Jesus' day, it was almost the exact mirror image of our society. In Jesus' society, it was understood that most, if not everybody, went to synagogue attended worship on Sabbath and knew and practiced their tradition and prayers. They had inherited from thousands of years prior all of the ways that they practiced in order to keep the harvest and make sure the community stuck together. Of course, that evolved over time into what had become Judaism in the first century. And Jesus, in his teachings as delivered to us by Matthew today, reminds them that even though it's the socially normative thing to do to show up and say your prayers in public and give your alms and keep things going with your neighbors, if that's what it's all about, you've missed the point. We are forgetful creatures. Take a look at our time, where hardly anybody goes to church, let alone goes to any religious or spiritual tradition or in the famous dictum of Southern Marin, are spiritual but not religious because we all like to have things as we like to have them. We have a society that forgets that accountability is an important piece of life. And that if we're always going after what we want, we often forget to appreciate what we have. And so what are we doing? Well, the same thing, really. We're busy trying to make it look like we've made it and impress others, or at least impress ourselves, which may be even worse. The same kind of hypocrisy that Jesus talks about is here just as much as it was in the first century, is out there just as much as it is in here, because we are forgetful by nature. Very shortly, we will be reminded by the imposition of ashes on our foreheads of our mortality, because we forget that. But there are two times in our tradition where there is an imposition on our foreheads, often in the sign of the cross. 
the one we do tonight, the imposition of the ashes, a reminder and a mark of our mortality, is to remind us in the midst of all of our divisions and all of our concerns and all of our selfishness and ambition that we are part of dust. The dust in our gardens, that beautiful loamy soil. The dust in our households that we like to clean up and ignore much of the time. And of course, the scientist would tell you most of that dust is actually us. It comes from us and our pets too. The dust too that makes up the very earth on which we walk. The dust that we see as we look out into the universe that obscures parts of the sky and glows in others. The dust that's left behind by aged and exploding stars the dust that formed our star system billions of years ago, the dust that will be here long after the sun is gone. We are reminded that we are, as has been pointed out by many, stardust, really. And we go back to that when we breathe our last And you could say, we never really left it, did we? We are dust. We forget that. It's important to remember that because it means we belong to the universe. It means we belong to the earth. It means we belong fundamentally to the creatures of the earth. And of course, it means we belong to each other. We forget that, much to our peril. And much suffering in our lives is a product of that forgetting. To remember that we are mortal, to remember that we will die, means to remember that we are part of the many more than are alive today who have come before us, and the many more who have yet to be born. We are part of each other, and so we belong to one another. And you know what that means? It means we have responsibility to one another. And we are reminded that there is not much time to live into that responsibility, is there? Every day is precious. But then there's that other time when the mark of the cross is placed on our foreheads. Many of you have probably already guessed it. It happens at our baptism at our chrismation, where we are anointed, not with ashes, but with scented oil, a symbol in the ancient world, actually, of royalty. 
and the words that are said, we are marked as Christ's own forever. In the context of our baptism where we have moved with Jesus through his death, through the cross, through the seas of the ancient story, and into freedom and resurrected life. Something else we forget often. It's not just that we are dust and belong to the universe, but our baptism tells us that we belong to God, the immortal one, the holy one, the one who has dominion not only over death, but life and time itself. That is to say, we are more than just bags of chemicals or pockets of ash. We are spiritual creatures. We draw on the deep and, in fact, infinite reservoir of God's love. And we forget that, too, at our peril, don't we? Because if we belong to God, as Paul writes to the community in Corinth, what do we have really to worry about? If God holds our birth in one hand and our death in the other and everything in the middle, who are we then, really? but something new, something new to a world that so often deals in death and the threat of death and the threats of violence and the threats of division. So we are reminded at once tonight that not only are we dust, but we are these new creatures that God has made and called. So what does Jesus mean then in his teachings? He means that whenever we are doing the things that we do as Christians just to be seen by others or just to feel good about ourselves, we forget who we really are. As Jesus says, if that's all we're doing, then we've received our reward, right? If all you want to do is be seen by others, then you do that, and you're seen by others, and you can go home. Congratulations. You win. If you give so that other people will say you're generous, and it works, there, they've said it now, you're generous. You can go home. You have received your reward. No, Jesus says, don't forget. You are meant to do this to draw you into that relationship with God. You do this 
to remember that you are not only dust, but you are part of God's life now. You do it to draw close to God, the one who made you, the one who redeems you, and the one who has promised never to leave you alone. That is, Jesus is saying a much richer life than simply wanting to be seen by others, than simply giving to be declared generous, than simply being pious to be proclaimed faithful by others, than simply massing riches so that you can feel comfortable perhaps for a few years in your old age. Jesus talks about the heavenly riches, the abundant life that comes from drawing close to God, the source of our being, and the source of new life, the root of all love, and the hope for you, for me, for everyone, and for the world. Thank you for listening to this sermon podcast from the Episcopal Church of Our Savior, Mill Valley, California. We are a growing community welcoming those seeking to deepen their relationship with God and to journey in faith with God's people through the breaking of bread and in service to others in Christ's name. You may reach us by phone at 415-388-1907, search for us online, or visit our website at OurSaviorMillValley.org. We wish you God's peace, and we hope to greet you in person very soon.